0: So this is round two, because I think the music threw me out. That's really nice.
1: Thanks. I would like to acknowledge Creative Commons for this free music, oh, um, and go. they asked us to acknowledge them, so I'd like to say thanks.
0: You've been acknowledged. Creative Commons? Yeah. They're the new intro music for...
1: Our podcast? Our
0: podcast. This is the 17th of June, and this is the seventh edition of our sixth Season, yes. is that right?
1: Hi, I'm Aaron.
0: I'm Matt, and um, so Aaron has highlighted this as the Soybean Pest Podcast. I don't What's
1: know. Do we need to change it from Soybean Aphid?
0: Yeah, we talk more about th- talk about things more than just aphids, right? Because so. we
1: haven't actually talked about aphids yet this year, and it's our seventh podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, we were brainstorming a little bit about this, and what about? If we ask people to send us names, their recommended names for this podcast. Yeah. That'll do two things.
1: Get the uh, crazies? get the, Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> and it will, uh, because I'm just needy enough, I need this, uh, it'll give me some indication that people are actually listening. Cause yeah. I don't know if anybody's listening.
1: It's really hard to track on iTunes how many people actually are listening to our podcast. Yeah.
0: And there's our website. But in talking to, well, a couple of people, I don't know if people go to our website to download it. Clearly not because our (laughs) statistics are so low. Oh, no.
1: Show us some love out there. What do you think of our podcast? Do we need to rename it or what? We know there
0: are five of you out there who have downloaded this. Whether you're listening, we don't know um all right so for now the soybean aphid podcast but who knows could be the soybean pest podcast could just be the pest podcast
1: bill crops podcast
0: Pest podcast kind of has a nice like pest podcast like the alliteration push. thing yeah um not your mother's podcast oh. I know, this doesn't work no that's weak mm. okay so let's talk about pests yeah uh did you have a conference call this week?
1: Yeah, we had a, a, a teleconference on Monday, and what I could gather from the agronomists is that most of the fields have been planted. Weed control right now is a really big struggle for a lot of people because of all the rain we've been getting. So oh, just yeah. getting into fields is becoming difficult. We have heard about some armyworms oh, yeah. in corn and soybean. and I think So this talk- goes
0: beyond our research plots and the stuff that we've been talking about up to now this is the agronomist saying yeah around iowa
1: yeah it it was pretty much the number one insect pest that uh, they were talking about on the teleconference
0: and is this in places where there are cover crops or is this now independent of cover crops
1: no the only really time i hear about armyworms being significant is when they had a rye cover crop and whether that was terminated properly or not um, usually not and so there's green uh-huh. foliage and we talked about the Bridge, green, green, green bridge, bridge last yeah. time. Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, anything else from the teleconference? Um, All the agronomists calling in?
1: Yeah, that was, uh, it was non insect related issues kind of going on, but okay. the rain certainly could have an impact on those soil dwelling insects. So it makes me think about corn rootworm, uh, grubs, other things that are living in the soil. If you have saturated conditions, sometimes that offers a form of of suppression for those insects.
0: Yeah, we um we have a farmer that supplies our house with some vegetables and I was talking to them yesterday. They said they got six inches just to the southwest of Ames. Yeah. And I think we got like four or five out of the Hort Farm. So yeah, a lot of a lot of ponds and puddles and mud and yeah. So yeah, there's rain. there's a
1: corn rootworm egg hatch happening all over the state. So if you have larvae that are trying to feed on corn roots and saturated soils, that can uh, be suffocating to those larvae. So maybe
0: offer some suppression. Yeah. yeah, so some good news in this. Yeah. And then you got another note here, rain. Oh, oh, before we talk about rain... Soybean aphid confirmed in Iowa?
1: So, Is this true? Yeah, so uh, you know Brian Lang. He's an yeah. agronomist in the northeast part of the state, and he often is one of the first people in Iowa every year to find soybean aphid on soybean. Yeah. And uh, he has some pictures from a field that he was consulting, and there was a, just a couple of plants that had aphids, and they were all, all being tended by ants, which is sometimes a very good visual cue when plants are V1, V2, V3 is look at soybean plants that are covered in ants and so he just found a couple he took a couple pictures this field was just south of Decorah
0: so this is June 17th right yeah uh, yeah in years past in like the last 11 so years that I've been doing research we will always find an aphid an aphid in the first week of June yeah but we actually have plants you know beans up and uh, um, given how late planting was and, and emergence Kind of makes sense to me, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised by what he's seeing, and especially the ants being on them, that's pretty typical sign for an early infestation, yeah, at some point, there get to be so many aphids the ants are like I don't I don't need to be around here, you guys are doing fine without me you know, <laughs> guys, I should say girls, yeah anyway, um all right, it's kinda. Of, it, yeah. Kind of cool. yeah. So really
1: low numbers, but they have made the move, at least some of them, to their secondary summer host of soybean.
0: So nothing to get worried about. No. But something to just keep in mind that, you know, just sort of anecdotally, it looks like it's a little bit later than what we usually would see. And then kind of keep an eye out i guess well yeah that's our job yeah (laughs) i I don't know if i uh, told
1: you but my my lab also found english grain aphid on corn oh no and so that's a it's a migratory aphid that doesn't overwinter in iowa but it it likes to feed on small grains and will feed on corn but they found just a few aphids in corn as well
0: english grain aphid yeah what is that
1: it it Vectors barley yellow dwarf virus, uh, just like a lot of the small grain Mm -hmm. aphids, Um, but I've never really seen terrible teeth, and it. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's they're cute. They're black. They have black knees and feet. They're kind of a cute aphid, but um, usually they don't persist. So they come up here on migratory patterns or whatever, but they never really reach outbreak Uh, numbers.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of just aphids flying around in the these. Woolly aphids are mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> this a terrible thing to say about an aphid, adorable, but they are, they're, yeah, uh, they're cute, kind of gray. They've got the little tufts of uh, waxy cuticle, kind of mm-hmm. white hair, mm-hmm. and they just struggle to fly. Um, yeah, yeah. and then, yeah, in the, in the evening, kind of dusk, uh, hours, you see a lot of aphids just kind of flying around looking to start that upward flight to get the. What the gusts of wind that are going to blow them miles Long and miles distance away? Movement, yeah. yeah, so, um, which is probably a sign of the first soybean aphids moving from buckthorn into soybeans. And I guess it just depends upon how well things go from here on out, whether we're going to see substantial migration into soybeans later in the season that'll produce the economic populations that we, you know, farmers should be concerned about. Yeah. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, cool. Uh, and then you had rain. Affects aphids, question mark.
1: Well, I was, I was wondering if you could share just a little bit of information that you have with that rain simulator with Harry. Did and I tell uh, you about this? Have
0: I talked at all about this to you?
1: Not on the podcast. But, I,
0: but personally, one-on-one? I have.
1: I'm I'm asking a leading question. I know. Here. I, okay, yeah. Okay. okay. Right. This yeah. is good.
0: Ger- this is good podcasting. Yeah. Um.
1: Matt, tell me what what you're finding why, out about swine beans.
0: Well, so um, now the reason I ask if I've talked to you about this because um, we we've been working with uh, the Monsanto Endowed Chair uh, for Soybean Breeding, and both uh, Danny and Artie Singh. Um, And they have a variety, they have just this huge collection of some 400 varieties of soybeans that they're screening. These aren't things that would be commercially available, but this would be like germplasm for future uh, uh, lines. And they asked if the different hairs, the, the, the varieties that have different densities of leaf and stem hairs, would provide protection against aphids. And there's some evidence that this can happen, but very little um, uh, is known about the soybean aphid. And we said, OK, sure, we'll do an experiment. And we were doing an experiment. um, And that's ongoing in a greenhouse. We'll take it to the field. But in uh, watering the plants, one of the students noticed that the varieties that were hairless, they're called glabrous. Boy, the aphids just flew off when they watered them whereas the hairy ones, they seem to stay on. So working with Matt Helmers and his, uh, uh, I think he's a technician, a supervisor, Carl, um, we used the rainfall simulator here at Iowa State University. And this is, I was wondering if I did tell you about this part, I did a little bit. Uh, so we got it to work um, and we put plants uh, with aphids underneath the rainfall simulator. We had our different varieties, those without hair, those with hair, and we simulated a ten-minute rain event that produced two inches of rain. You're making big eyes at that. What? Why? why? That's,
1: that's a lot. Is, Is that practical? Um, two inches of rain in ten minutes.
0: I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the I, I think so. Our thinking was, you know, you could you know, do a little bit of rain, but probably not going to have that big of an impact, yeah. right? And heavy rain events yeah. are not uncommon. How right.
1: tall were the soybeans?
0: Uh, so these would have been V3, so they'd be about 6 inches. So what was interesting is, oh, maybe more than 6, maybe like 8. But anyway, um, plants did fine. All so right. they weren't like smashed to the ground? No, no, no. So it wasn't, I, you know, that amount of rain, It sound, like 2 inches sounds like a lot. Well, just in that short amount of time. Maybe it was 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you got me all up in my head. Anyway, we have this written down. But the point is um it wasn't a trivial amount of rain yeah. it was a, a pretty heavy rain yeah. event not unlike what could happen not yeah. common but not impossible and the thought was that and i get this from farmers you get this from farmers too don't you? hey if it rains a lot does that yeah knock the aphids down yeah and you would say
1: maybe some of them but probably not significant
0: yeah um But most soybeans have hairs on them, right? So maybe that's offering some protection. And so that's what we were thinking. Well, what we found was really interesting. Um, About 90% of the aphids on the hairy varieties stayed. We lost about 10%. Um, We had two hairless varieties. One lost about 20%. significantly different from the, uh, the the hairy varieties yeah but another one that was hairless lost 40 percent mm-hmm. and that was kind of interesting to us i i don't quite know yet this was just our first round of the experiment yeah uh, if the hairless varieties are really losing a substantial amount of aphids um consistently compared to the hairless okay so what well, So we're doing another experiment we've got uh the plants infested we're about to move them uh into the rainfall simulator next week and cool yeah all things uh you know if all things line up we should have uh some more data and you might say well what does this tell you i i think what it tells me is aphids are remarkable given their small size in that they can persist on a plant. I mean, 90% stay. I mean, most of the aphids that were lost were those few that were on the tops of leaves, and aphids are never on the tops of leaves. These were heavily infested plants, right? So um, I think rain doesn't really have that big an effect on it. They've worked this out through millions of years of evolution, how to survive that. The the, The glabrous, or the hairless ones, not so much. And it makes me wonder if there is some benefit to a soybean plant being hairless in that it's just harder for certain insects to hold on to them Mm -hmm. so uh, we'll continue with the experiment we're taking them outside and when we go outside we'll see how natural enemies uh, play into this is it easier for predators to find aphids when there isn't all those leaf hairs have i talked too long a little bit i think it's great
1: yeah I, i look forward to more research as you guys move along
0: yeah yeah Yeah, well, um, and this has been great working with. uh, Oh, we're at fourteen minutes. Wow, we're. I'm sorry, chatty. Don't be sorry.
1: It's fascinating.
0: Yeah, (laughs) to our five listeners. (laughs) Well, uh, to those who are entomologists, uh, the student Shelby Pritchard, who's leading up this work, she'll be presenting a poster on this at the national meeting in Minnesota. Okay. Um. So. Yeah, we, we by the end of the summer we'll we'll know more about this. Anything else we need to talk about? Just one want?
1: final reminder about it's Pollinator Week, and we're celebrating here. National, uh, national. national we're celebrating here at Iowa State by uh, hosting a Pollinator Fest at Ryman Gardens.
0: Yeah, ten to two on Saturday. A uh, bunch of activities for the kids and from ages two to two hundred and two. Um, the Soy, no, not the soybean, the honeybee Queen. National. National. National honeybee mm-hmm. Queen will be there. Mm-hmm. This is no small thing. Amy Toth and many others at Iowa State have put some hours in to organize this. Yeah, and, it should be fun. Uh, there's a Groupon available. If you go to the Ryman Gardens website to get a $2 off the entrance fee, there it comes. That's really nice. Who do we thank for this movie?
1: Creative Commons. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye.